Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in the book of Matthew's account of the Sermon on the Mount. The so-called golden rule is the centerpiece of our passage today. There were many such sayings before this one by Jesus. The difference between these versions of the golden rule and what Jesus said in Matthew 7:12 is one or both of two aspects. The first aspect is that most other versions are stated negatively rather than positively as if the primary emphasis is on avoiding certain things. Secondly, the other versions tend to be oriented primarily toward doing what is best for your own self-interest. Please listen to Pastor Jim as we uncover today's slice of the message entitled, The Golden Rule. Therefore, do good to all men, also Galatians 6, especially to those who are of the household of God. People should be able to look how Christians see Christians and say, wow, look how much they love one another. I want to be part of that group. That is a, that's part of our testimony. But individually, we also want to treat other people the way we would like to be treated, whether or not anything comes back our way by way of good treatment. That's how you show that you love God. It's the right thing to do. Now, I suppose that giving in order to get something is probably better than not giving at all. But at the core of the motives of the heart, giving in order to get something is nothing more than sanctified selfishness. We do this because this is the law and the prophets. Now, let me unpack that for just a moment and we'll be done. You're familiar with the incident over in Matthew chapter 22, verses uh, 35 through 40. One of them, a lawyer, uh, does not mean a person who practices law. This would be one of the scribes, one of the uh, self-proclaimed experts in the law of God. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him. Remember, this is designed to trip up Jesus. He says, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And you probably know the background to that. The the scribes and the Pharisees not only believed all the details of the law of God, they added hundreds and hundreds more. People were buried under the weight of of law-keeping because they were taught that works righteousness system, that these people believed that in themselves they were righteous because they obeyed all the do's and don'ts. And that's what... That's why Jesus said that you, had, you need a righteousness that, <clears throat> that far surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, or you won't even enter the kingdom of heaven. You need a whole different system whereby you don't conjure up your righteousness, you don't earn your own merit, you receive what God gives you as a, as a free gift. That's the message of, uh, of the gospel. So he asked Jesus, which is the great commandment of the law? The reason for that question is, they believed that, understanding in reality, nobody could 
carefully keep all of those rules. So they believed if you could figure out what's the most important one and you worked really hard at that one, God might sort of give you some slack on the rest of them, completely missing the point that you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So his question, teacher, which is the great commandment of the law? And it was a test. It was a trap. But on this one occasion, Jesus actually took him seriously and answered the question directly. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. But he didn't stop there. He went on. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Did you see that last sentence? On these two commandments depend the whole law and prophets. Does that sound like anything you've heard recently? As in, for this is the law and the prophets? The purpose of the golden rule is to give you a quick and easy basis for deciding on the fly in any situation, like it says, in everything, how you might react under pressure. The the golden rule is a corollary to love your neighbor as yourself. If you're in a situation, maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're confused, maybe you've been attacked, Maybe you're, you're unnerved, you're, you're sleep-deprived, you're at your wit's end, and you don't have time to, to, to call a timeout and get your Bible and your concordance and go spend an hour seeking what to know what to do. Here's how you can get a really good start on going the right direction. Just think of how much you love yourself and how much you would like that other person to treat you in a certain way. That's a great place to start when deciding how anybody else wants to be treated. So the golden rule or the two great commandments is like the, the Cliff's Notes version of your Bible. What was, what was the Bible? What were the Scriptures to them in those days? Well, it was the Law and the Prophets. That was one of the ways they summarized the totality of the Old Testament. Another way you could summarize the totality of the Old Testament is to take the Ten Commandments. The first four of them are summarized with, um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Those first four commandments are all about you in relationship to God. The second six or the last six of the commandments is summarized by, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So just ask yourself, how would I like to be treated if this situation was reversed? The golden rule is without doubt the best way to live in general for anybody of any religious bent whatsoever. And I want to emphasize that the benefits of of, um, treating other people well in general, you will get treated better. But understand, as a child of God, I realize 
that the benefits of living righteously and generously and treating others as more important than myself and doing what I would like to have done uh, to me, I'm not necessarily going to receive all those benefits in this life. But I will entrust my future to one who judges rightly, makes all things right. You see, this world is not the kingdom, but the king is ultimately going to come. He's certainly going to make things right. Even if you never see the results in your lifetime, doing right is the right thing to do no matter what. Let me give you one more way to maybe think about this. I've shared this with you before. If you will always ask yourself two questions or remind yourself of the answers to two questions, you'll do pretty well. In any situation, just ask yourself, who is the greatest sinner in the room? And immediately, your fingers will start twitching who you want to point to, especially if there's only two people in the room. You know the other person is the greatest sinner in the room. And then you have to repent and say, look, no, I understand. Like the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, who called himself the chief of sinners. He did do some pretty ugly things. He he did, before his conversion, he did persecute the church. But if you will maintain the attitude that, look, no matter what that other person has done, I have been forgiven such a mountain of transgressions. I don't deserve anything but God's wrath. So who is the greatest sinner in the room? The right answer is always me. Then the next question is, who is the most important person in the room? And our flesh screams out, me, I am, treat me nice. And the right answer is, in Philippians chapter 2, the right answer is everybody else. If in every situation, or as the golden rule says, in everything, you will always answer that question, who's the greatest sinner in the room? Well, that would be me. Who's the most important person in the room? That would be everybody else. And if you act accordingly to those two answers, to those two questions, you'll get the golden rule right. And by the way, you will be fulfilling the relational aspects of the law and the prophets. And so, again, put it in the context of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus was preaching a a frontal attack on Phariseeism, showing people how righteous you are, showing how you can pray more eloquently than anybody else, showing how much you give, proud of what you do. I'm not like other people, like this tax collector over here or or, or sinners or, or, or those kinds of things. Jesus is saying, no, come and find a righteousness that greatly surpasses that the righteousness you can't have. You live like that, God's going to get the glory and He will reward you, I promise, because that's the golden rule. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.